and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960, The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. Did you like how I sung along to it there? I did. <laughs> I feel you like, like I was like being that. serenaded. There you go. You are being serenaded. <laughs> Today is Thursday, June the 15th in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is hour two of episode 881 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, man, we had a fun first hour. I don't know if you, if you got to listen to any of it, Miss Sutton. What did I tell you what, let me introduce who's in the studio here with me right now. We're very honored to have the chair of the Lenore County Board of Commissioners and just one of my favorite people. Unapologetically, I guess in this political climate, we're not supposed to say, you know, who our favorites are, who are our favorites. Screw that. You are one of my favorite people, Linda Rouse well, Sutton. thank you. I'm just Linda anyway. <laughs> well, you are in... You have that servant mentality, but we're going to get into all that in a little okay. bit, too. But uh, like I said, joining us right now live here in our studio until 840, and, because you got somewhere to be today. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you? Always. There you go. Yeah, you're always somewhere. That's for sure. We've been trying to get you on here for, what, a wow. month at least, yeah. a month, six weeks, and you're always busy. But I tell you what, coming up. Right here, in fact, we're uh, calling him right now, is uh, live from Moorhead City. He is, uh, I don't even know how many years he's participated in it now, uh, down in Moorhead City and the Big Rock. They but, couldn't uh, have it without him. They couldn't have it without <laughs> him. It's uh, one of the good guys out there, man. Yes. Uh, Rob Bazell joining us live on our Spence Automotive guest line, live from Moorhead City <laughs> with Linda Rouse Sutton and myself. How are you doing this morning, Rob? I'm sore. <laughs> good morning rob good morning linda how are you doing i'm good i hope you're gonna catch a big 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 fish we're we're planning on it i tell you what i'm glad we've had two lay days because monday was brutal it was absolutely brutal was it the wind and all that what made it so brutal rob the waves and the waves were uh four to six feet but they had like a three second duration meaning three seconds between each wave and it was bam, 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 bam. Oh, man. Getting, getting hammered all day long. And, of course, yesterday wasn't much better. I understand that the last boat that came in with a fish went up to Hatteras, came in Hatteras Inlet and down Pamlico Sound and up Adams Creek. And that's kind of like going around your uh, <laughs> elbow to, to, to get to your back. It's just a... Uh, it was a long trip, and they just didn't make it. We've had a number of fish here that did not qualify for the tournament standards. So um, it's been an interesting week so far. Well, talk a little bit about your strategy, Rob. And, is, and, and remind me of this, too. And then Linda and I were just uh, mentioning it right before we pulled you up here on the air. How many years has this been that you've now been a part of the Big Rock? Good gracious. I, somebody asked me that the other day. Uh, it seems like my first tournament was maybe 25 years ago. Oh, man. And wow. I, I took off a few years right in the middle because it just uh, uh, I needed to tend to other things. But uh, yeah, we've been doing it. I'm thinking off and on for about 25 years. Wow. But, yeah. What are but some my, of the? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, you missed about part of my strategies. Yes. What we look for is temperature changes in the water. Okay. Um, and it's usually dealing with current situations. And if we find a significant temperature change, that usually means we're on two currents, one going north, one going south. And that's where the bait tends to 
congregate and therefore the larger fish will go in there looking for something to eat because that's one of the three things that fish do is eat and um and so we look for that we look for weed lines uh the sargasso sea uh seaweed that comes up from the bahamas the sargasso sea down there hits the gulf stream comes up here and it mats up and um, a lot of times fish hide under that so we look for those two things. We and sometimes just blind luck. Uh, I, it's better to be lucky than skilled. I tell you that. <laughs> I, like the sailfish that we caught on Monday, we shouldn't have caught him there. It was normally sailfish are in closer to shore. We caught this one in 725 feet of water. Wow! And it was he shouldn't have been there. He yeah. should not have been there, but he was there. So luck luck plays into it all whole lot that voice you're listening to that's rob bazell he is live from moorhead city right now uh down as part of the big rock tournament i've got uh the honorable linda rouse sutton sitting across from me right now too uh and i just i wanted to your strategy for this week and you know i've been keeping up with all your facebook posts and if you want to you need to follow uh rob on uh i believe it just search busy b on facebook you're giving all kinds of updates on there, and it's just—it's almost like folks are there the way you're allowing people insight into what you're doing down there, Rob. But uh, tell me about the decision process. You decided to—you know—you take rest days during the uh, Big Rock. You decided to take yesterday and today. What was the strategy behind that? Weather. Okay. Okay. It was that was the whole thing. Of course, normally what I like to do—I like to fish two days, lay one day fish two more days, and, and I, I just traditionally not like to fish on Saturday. It's um, uh, A couple of years ago, Saturday was a very hot day, but it seems like normally Saturday is not a good day. But right now, we're looking at Friday and Saturday, and I'm honest, Friday I'm a little nervous about. I, I'm, I am not going to go out there and get beaten up on. I just, it's just not going to happen. But Saturday looks like a good weather day. And so, We've um, had some things we had to do with the boat and with the gear, and uh, we had uh, a device that's called a dredge, which is a big Christmas tree-looking uh, fish attractor that we put in the water. Well, I had that totally ripped off on Monday by something. Wow. Uh, it was yeah, it was just crazy, and, and of course they don't give those things away either. So. <laughs> So uh, I hate to yes. ask it, Rob, I hate to ask this, but, uh, when you're looking at it in, in monetary, monetary value, how much did you lose losing that? About $350. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, then I had a, yes. Linda. Do they request that you, I mean, is it up to you as to how many days you fish? You just have, yes. it has to be within that parameter of time. Yes, you, you can fish no more than four out of six days. Okay. Okay. And we we've had three day tournaments. I mean, we, you know, it's crazy to go out there and get beat beaten up. And <coughs> excuse me. Normally, um, uh, in the rough weather, you just don't catch fish. But yesterday, there's twelve boats out there. Two of them boated fish, and. One boat caught three fish, uh, uh, caught and released three fish. So that philosophy has been uh, shot all the heck. And <laughs> so, you know, you um, you just go when you can go. 
Well, you graciously invited me to be part of it uh, this year. Just things fell through and I wasn't able to do it. I promise you. I'm not going to let it sneak up. And I'll be honest with you, Rob. What happened to me this year, I'm doing work for the chamber. You know, I do the stuff for PIO for the county and all that. And honestly, just it snuck up on me. When you sent me that message last week, I was like, uh, I don't know if you could hear me uh, shriek through the text, but I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? It's already here. I am not going to let that happen next year because I want to be a part of this. And having said that, uh, just set it up for sake. Okay. Cause you're going out tomorrow. What is a day on the water? Like, uh, on a, when now, obviously you're resting today, but what is yeah. it going to be like for you tomorrow and start from the very beginning? What time do you yeah. get up all that? Just set, set up that uh, scenario for us here, Rob. Okay. I've got a little tackle room, uh, outside of my house and we normally meet there at five 30 in the morning. And we load up. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Linda's shaking her head, like looking away and shaking her head when you said five thirty in the morning. Okay, but please continue. Well, Linda, if you think I need to, I'll get up earlier. (laughs) That's okay. You'd be light on yourself. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And we'll um, get up at five thirty. We'll no meet at tackle at five thirty. Load up our ice. um, Load up anything we need. Go out to the boat. Get it going. The, the crew will um, start prepping the boat. I'll start starting the boat and deciding where I want to go. We usually, I usually like to fish up north uh, towards Hatteras, uh, not all the way up there, but I got a spot or two between here and Hatteras. I just normally have been successful with. And so we'll get out there. We don't put lines in the water till nine o'clock. Saturday will be. Eight o'clock, which means we get up an extra hour early. And, I'll be thinking uh, about you. Thank you, Linda. You want to call you, Linda? I'll be glad to play when I get up. Yeah. yeah. I might not answer, but you call. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll get up at, um, um, we'll meet at 4.30 in the morning. And um, uh, we end up fishing Saturday. We get fish 8 to 2, but normally it's uh, 9 to 3. And we just sit there. We will look for you know some good water uh, like i described earlier and just uh, uh start fishing at that point at nine o'clock they'll count down and uh, uh we'll um uh, we'll we'll fish and we'll determine what direction we need to go in do we need to go to shallower water deeper water i usually like to start in about 600 feet of water as a general rule and just go start looking for good water I'm going to ask you some questions that I know all women want to know. Okay. Well, do you take your food that you're going to eat during the day? Because you're not coming back in until you get through. No, we're not coming back in, though. We do take our food. I I have crew members that are responsible for different things. and uh, But we take our food and our water and all that. Because, uh, <clears throat> like you said, we do not come back in. I mean, we're out there 50 miles. Lord have and, mercy. Well, that that was my next question for you, Rob. I mean, you literally, okay, so you sail out 50 miles from Moorhead City. That's a long way. Yeah, outside of the end, 50 miles from the end. Yeah, sometimes it's more. Is there a Uh, rule? I mean, is there a rule? You can only go out so far? Can you go out as far as you want to go out? How does that work? Yeah, you can go out as far as you want to, but you cannot exceed two boundaries, and they're roughly Cape Hatteras and Cape Fear, roughly. And um, so if you stay in between those boundaries, I've, I've, I've known some people 
who have gone on the other side of the Gulf Stream. You know, the Gulf Stream doesn't go on and on forever laterally, uh, east to west, but and they have fished on the other side of the Gulf Stream. And that is a haul. That is probably <laughs> a good, uh, an additional 50 miles at least. Another question. Do you have a bathroom? <laughs> that's a great, no, that's a great boat. question. It's called a side of the boat, but yes, I do have a head. That's okay. what we call it on the boat. A so, head, yeah. Just so you got something. Yeah, uh, we fished the um, Lady Anglers this year. I saw and, that. Uh, yeah, and of course my my girls will make sure it was working right, and it was <laughs> smart young and ladies. Grand, yeah, and my granddaughter Ellie was hooked up on a blue marlin for a little while. Oh man, end up losing it, but it was a thrill for her. I bet, I bet it was a thrill for Granddaddy too. Absolutely, absolutely, that is awesome. That voice you're listening to—that's Rob Azell live. From Moorhead City this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show, sitting across from me again, the uh, uh, the chair of the Lenore County Board of Commissioners, uh, Linda Rouse Sutton, as we are talking some big rock right now. And, man, this is just – I almost feel like I'm there, yeah, Linda. Yeah, I hear the waves. It should have been if you looked at the calendar. Uh, I know, hey, I, like I said, uh, Rob, it's, it's happening next year for sure. I'm not letting anything not keep me away from doing that. Let me ask you this. Uh, when you're, I'm fascinated by this whole – I don't know. In my head, I guess I thought, Rob, that you go, and I know this is going to be ridiculous when I say this, you're going to scoff, but I was like, you almost stay within sight of shore when you go out, you know, maybe, maybe 10, 15 miles, but it just blows my mind. 50 miles. 50 miles out. And then you yep. said some people even go out further than that. Yep. How do you decide? Okay. Like right now, as we're doing this interview live, it's eight thirteen in the morning on Thursday morning. You know, you're going out tomorrow. You know, you're going out Saturday. Do you conduct a game plan? Do you and like the folks that are on the, that you're, you know, your, your people that you're fishing with, do you say, Hey, uh, look at a map and say, you know what? We're going to this area tomorrow. Or how, how do you determine that where you're going to be going tomorrow? And we, and we do that. We, we have a game plan, but what we try to do is, you can get a satellite shot of the sea surface temperature and you look for places and the sky has got to be clear. Like right now we probably would have a good satellite shot this morning and we look where there are changes in the, the temperature and we go there, but also we know too that a lot of these satellite shots may be 12 hours um, in, in the past. So we go to a certain area and start looking ourselves. The, the Gulf Stream moves about uh, roughly three knots. And so in 12 hours, it can move 36 nautical miles, which is about 40 miles. Wow. So it, I mean, things can change relative in a relatively short period of time. So you go out there, you got an idea of where you need to start looking and then start looking on your, your screen for what the sea surface temperature is. Our, our screen shows us bottom conditions, um, of course, charts, uh, temperature of the water, and we try to find this break, and that's the best place for fish to be. That being said, uh, the biggest fish I've ever caught has been um, in what I call a desert, where there's no bottom structure, no temperature change, and... There's, but there's been fish there. So you try to put things in your favor, 
but if you can't, that doesn't mean you're dead in war. Well, Rob, I cannot begin to tell you how much I appreciate you joining us this morning, especially live from down there. I do have to ask you this though, dude, uh, what would it mean to you? What would it mean to your family? What would it mean for you today or tomorrow? And Linda's over there smiling. She knows what I'm getting ready to ask that you get the winner, that you end up pulling the, that blue Marlin in that ends up winning the whole thing. What would that mean to you, Rob? What would it mean to, uh, just your, your, just to everybody? Well, it's, it's, it would mean a lot. It really would. And of course we really don't focus on that. We focus on going out there, having a good experience, enjoying each other's company, but to win the big rock and even discount the money that's involved. Um, we would have been lucky enough. I'm not going to say skilled enough, but I'm going to say lucky enough to outfish some of the finest fishermen that there are around. It would be very special. That is awesome. Before you get away, Rob, um, a lot of people don't realize this, but I just want to say a big thank you to you because I know the work that you put in the background of trying to keep things as great as you can for sportsmen and local fishermen. And I know it means a lot to people, especially like my husband, who's an avid trout fisher. Uh, right. So we appreciate all that you do. A lot of people don't know that, but I do. And it's really appreciated for you looking after those folks that just want to go out and have a good time and catch a few fish and enjoy life a little bit. So thank you so much. Well, well thank you for those words, Linda. Right here recently, it's been a little contentious. Yes. We, we've had issues to, to deal with, but um, I, I feel like it's something that I can do for my state and um i gladly do it but sometimes it's more fun than others <laughs> well i gotta tell you this rob and linda you'll like this uh, a fan of both of you just uh checked in on my uh text line here danny rice said this is a great segment with two of my favorite people so how about that <laughs> uh Dan- danny is one of my favorite people i'll tell you what he, absolutely he is a dedicated Kinsonian lenore county person and his heart is definitely in the right place talking about a public servant well not but I, I, okay I, I gotta throw a little bit of, a little bit of shade here though you're a big carolina guy obviously rob he's a big ecu guy i love when you two uh trade little barbs with each other about the tar heels and the pirates though well they both well, stay away because i'm a state fan. there you go i've got three <laughs> three of you folks here what just speak to that we'll let you go. being a virginia fan there you go wahoo wah absolutely <laughs> Yeah, and you know you keep all that in perspective. This, yeah. this, uh, there, there's one team out there that I just don't like, and I'm and you should, I'm sure you know who it is, but I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to bring it up. Be nice. They're about they're about yeah, eight miles be, away I'm from Chapel nice. Hill, right? Nice. What? I said they're about eight miles away from Chapel Hill, right? Yeah, about like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Listen, Rob, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Be safe. I be, yeah, Linda's right. Be safe tomorrow. And uh, hey, we're pulling for you tomorrow. I can't wait. I, I follow uh, the Big Rock on Twitter, and every time, and you know, when you guys hook a fish, they put it out on Twitter, and my heart jumps. So uh, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> to see my heart jump two or three times over the next yeah. couple. Of days, I hope okay? it jumps a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Rob. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Brian, for having me. Linda, good talking to you. You too, Rob, always. There you go. That's Rob Bazell of uh, the Busy Bee. 
And, uh, and I like, thank you. And I mean that sincerely, Linda, for bringing that up about what he does behind the scenes. He he's does. not, he's like you in that way. And even Danny, you could put, talk about three people in our city that don't fly the flag all the time. Well, I do this and I do that. You don't do that. And that's one of the things I admire about you. I admired about Rob. I admired about Danny. I mean, you three are like kind of the behind the scenes people that try to make our city and our county a much better place to live. It's not about me. It's about our county, our citizens, and all three of us feel that way. You know, what little bit we can do to make a difference for Lenore County. Well, you know? I have got, we've got about, like I said, we, we got to get you out of here at 840 because you got a meeting to get to. So we got about a, a little less than 20 minutes here, and I've got a lot of stuff I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, whew, I don't even know where to start. I tell you what, let me do this since we're sort of in a break right now as we're getting started. Let me thank our title sponsor of, uh, or our exclusive sponsor of the big interview. It's UNC Lenore Healthcare, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show with a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit the comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, Thank you to Beverly Jenkins. I know you know Beverly. Yes. Uh, Be- I call her the child bride of George Jenkins. Is that a good nickname? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> said, I knew that would make you laugh. She laughs too. I don't know if George likes it that much, but uh, but we love us. George Beverly. is a good guy too. Oh, totally a good guy. But, uh, again, uh, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare, for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. You just heard from Rob Bazell. You've heard a little bit from Linda Rouse Sutton, the uh, chair of the Lenore County Board of Commissioners. Let's get into it with her here now. And uh, just some issues I wanted to throw at you that have been, and I just wanted to get your opinion on them, your Go thoughts on them, okay? The first one being the number one thing. For, now, bear in mind, you do know most of my questions are going to be sports-related questions, that's so fine. I hope that's fine. But uh, yesterday, the uh, governor of North Carolina signs into law a sports betting bill that is now going instead of to me instead of money going across the border into Virginia or into Tennessee, we get to keep it here in North Carolina. I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, it. As of January first, we're going to be able to use our phones and make bets on our phones with DraftKings and with uh, FanDuel or and all that kind of stuff. I wanted your thoughts on that. Uh, well, that's one of those things I feel like it's a personal decision. I mean, it's sort of like you know if you want to play the lottery or. Or whatever, um, you know, if if people want to do it and the demand is there, like you say, we might as well keep the money in North Carolina rather than it go across the lines. So uh, people are going to spend it one way or the other. I know the last number that I had heard, Linda, was that uh, we were losing annually two hundred fifty to three hundred million dollars a year. By this money, and it's, to me, it calls back to when the lottery came in yeah. in two thousand. I don't even know. Do you remember two thousand six? No. I don't even know whenever it was. But at that time, it was every state around North Carolina, and they were like projecting it was almost close to a billion dollars we were losing at that time. I, it just, and again. I know it shocks you that I'm a sports fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look around. You act like I didn't know that. Yeah, I know, I know. But I, I've got to tell you, I'm very excited about this. I mean, and again, I'm not going to be somebody that's going to do $10,000 a year. I'm probably going to do maybe for a whole year seven or $800. But that's seven or $800 that's now going to stay 
in North Carolina that when I go to Vegas later this year, I'm going to be saving some of the money that I would be spending in Vegas and spending it right here in mm-hmm. the Tar Heel State. That's important for it's important for education. It's important for everything that it goes to here, isn't it? Yes, yes. I mean, you know, like I said, that's a personal choice. Uh, I've never uh, gambled that much because yeah. I'm not a lucky person, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not one of those that has all this strategy and stuff. But I just do it, you know, like if I go to Las Vegas or something, that put a few pure fun of it. But I know there are a lot of people that put time and effort in it, and like you say, if they're going to spend the money, we might as well be get the benefit of it here in Lenore County. Absolutely. Uh, I look at what uh, happened in Jones County uh, a couple of years ago when they built a new school, and it mm-hmm. was built with lottery funds. Yeah, that's right. That's my next natural, natural segue. <laughs> Who was it that I had here on the show? Uh, it's been sometime in the last week, and I'm sorry. I'm getting old, Linda. I can't remember. I can't even tell you what I had for breakfast You're yesterday. you mature, not old. <laughs> there you go. That's what my Linda says, too, sometimes. But, uh, oh, I know who it was. It was David and Shelly Barnes from Lenore Community College. I had them on uh, a couple of days ago. And they were talking about, uh, somehow it came up organically about Richmond County High School and Scotland County High School, two counties about the same size of Lenore County. In fact, they might be a little bit smaller than we are. They might be. But I love the concept. I love the thought of a countywide high school, Linda. And I don't see, and especially with the way Kenson High School's uh, population is shrinking, even North and North has gone down a little bit. Now, it's how about this? Do you realize within ten years, South and North could be the biggest high school in North Car- or in uh, Lenora County? Mm-hmm. How yeah. crazy is that thought? Which is, and I, nothing against it, that'd be awesome. But my point being, we were like I said, I was talking to uh, the coaches from LCC and. I would love to see a Lenore County High School, a central. I've, hey, I've already got it where it would be. You want to know where it would be, Linda? Yeah. Right down there at the mall. Tear uh-huh. the mall down. It's right beside where the school administration building is in the first place. Mm-hmm. But tear that down, raise it, and then build Lenore County High School there, put the uh, – put athletic fields. If it would be a big enough facility down there, you could put a football field out there. Heck, with the team leaving. Oh, I got it all planned out, Linda. (laughs) We've got the Down East Wood Ducks that are leaving. Play your baseball games for Lenore County High School at Granger Stadium. You got the best best baseball facility in the state right there. You combine, think about this. As good as Kinston is year in, year out in basketball and even in football now, North Lenore is coming around on football. Baseball is awesome at North Lenore and at South Lenore. Mm -hmm. Softball is amazing at South Lenore. Can you imagine? Okay, I'm talking now. This is strictly from a sports point of view. Can you? Lenore County High School would have would it would be a four A school now or even seven A. You know they're talking about the NCHSA is talking about expanding from one A to seven A. Mm-hmm. We would be one of the biggest schools in the state of North Carolina, and I think we would have one of the best athletic programs. So I've thrown all that at you. I would love your reaction to this uh, this uh, scenario that's made up in my head here. Well, I guess I've been served on the school board for 10 years. I look at it from a lot of different perspectives. Uh, there are so many things that have happened during my tenure in being involved in schools and stuff, and there are so many things that you can see happening in the future. And a lot of it is going to depend on, like, the laws that change. Like, now, you know, there are a lot of laws opening up, you know, whether you agree or disagree, uh, you know, that are – making more monies go towards folks who have children who are homeschooling, who are charter schools, whatever. And what people don't realize is that 
That is taking a lot of money away from our public schools. No, I didn't even realize that. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, something that people don't realize is if a kid um, is enrolled in Lenore County Schools and then they go to a charter school or whatever, that money per pupil that the school system gets follows that child. If that child comes back to the county system, that money stays at that school, at that wow. charter school. I did not know that. And, you know, it just affects it affects the public school system a lot more than what people realize. How many children do we have in Lenore County approximately? And I don't know if you know the number that are part of, cha- uh, of uh, charter schools. No, I don't know that. Okay, I didn't know if you know. I, I was no. wondering. I mean, it's is it in the hundreds? Is it just in the dozens? I mean, I'm just wondering how much. How, because that alarms me what you just said, that if they go, if a public school child goes, well, what if a public school child goes to Arundel Parrot Academy or Bethel? Now, those are established private schools. Obviously, you lose those dollars, but if that child goes back, comes back from Parrot or Bethel to a public school, surely we would get that money back, or we do not. You're shaking your head no. Unless I'm, unless things have changed since I was in the system. Wow. And the other thing is, is that the public school, you have to take a kid no matter what. If they have special needs, if they have to have a nurse around the clock, whatever. Your charter schools and your private schools don't have to do that. And so that's quite an, an expense and quite an obligation that the, that the school system has to have. And the standards are not the same for um, the uh Charter and private schools, and I'm not knocking them. I'm just—I know you're not. I'm, I know you're I'm, not. I'm, yeah. I'm just stating some facts. I've yeah. got children that go to uh, grandchildren that go to private uh, Christian school, <clears throat> but you know, people just need to realize what public schools are facing now, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's tough. It really is, and um, like you know, you don't even have to have the same uh, makeup so far as teachers being qualified and all that kind of stuff. And so I get really upset when people try to um, compare the results of what happens at a private or a charter school as compared to a public school because it's not apples to apples. Wow. That's a conversation that definitely needs to be delved into. You're right there. Linda Rouse Sutton, the uh, chair of the Lenore County Board of Commissioners, live here with us today on the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, the Down East Wood Ducks. Uh, I know oh. that's been a – I know, and I see it in your face as you as you just responded there heartbreaking but but one of the things that i've wanted that i've staffed we had wade howell here on the show a couple of weeks ago and uh it's nobody's fault you know and Uh, i know and listen i'm that guy too that gets upset and i I even told uh the mayor i had a mayor don hardy on here uh, a couple of weeks ago and i told him i wanted to be mad at him in fact i was mad at him for a day or two until i got wade in here and he explained it listen Mm -hmm. it didn't matter what happened so i wanted your thoughts on the downies wood ducks of course, it breaks my heart, and they're such good folks. I hate to see them go, but the thing that breaks my heart even more is some of the negative responses that we had that people posted on Facebook. Yeah. It just makes me irate because you go on there and you say negative things, but yet you want another team. Well, folks, you need to think about if a team is listening or reading Facebook, and they do, as they do in economic development, you're cutting your own throat. I know. I mean, I just don't understand, you know, people gripe and complain, but you got to be positive about it. People are not going to come here when they hear all that negative stuff. That's the thing that disappoints me about social media, Linda, and I think there are good things, like with, oh, Jun- yeah. like with Junius. I mean, you know, I've yes. been able to get out there, how he's doing and all that, and 
And and then when someone has a birthday, I love how people respond when somebody has a birthday, but then the dark side of social media is exactly what you're talking about. People think, oh, if I just put something up there, nobody, you know, it's just going to be me and my friends looking at it. No, it gets it's out not. there. We've had, uh, we've had. Yeah, uh, tell people this. Yeah. We've had economic developers that have looked at the media and that's made them change their mind about coming here. And crazy. people just don't realize they come here, they go out and eat, they sit and listen. Yep. People don't realize this is going on. And you you know, if if somebody that's thinking about putting their business here and they sit down at lunch and the table beside them is local citizens that are sitting there just doing nothing but griping and complaining, you know, does that make you want to bring your business into oh, this town or this no. county? No, and you're absolutely right about that. Let me, uh, like, I knew we were going to run short on time. I wanted to give you a chance. What are some of the big issues right now? We've not had you on in a minute. Uh, what are some of the big issues that are facing Lenora County right now? If, if you, what keeps you up at night, Lyndon? I know, I know how much you love this county, and I, you've dedicated your life to it. What are some of the things that are concerning you right now that that that, that keep you up at night, Linda? Um, right now, it's probably, you know, trying to do as much as we possibly can for our great employees that we have. We've got the best set You're talking of, about for county yeah, employees, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to, to do all that we can to and pay them as much as we can uh, because it's it's almost been like competition. It's, it's backed off a little bit now, but, you know, you you give them a raise, and then another county goes and gives a bigger raise, and you know then they want to go there, which is only natural. Sometimes they do find out the grass is not always greener on the other side, though. But that's one of the things that I think about a lot, and uh, not only for us locally, but for our state. Um, I work a little bit in Raleigh, and uh, a little bit. <laughs> one of our every time, time out just for a second. Every time I contact you, Linda, and I say this as a compliment. Hey, want you to come on the show, daughter? Well, Brian, I'd like to, but I'm up in Raleigh this week. I swear, that's been our, like our last three yeah. conversations. So please continue. But uh, I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, you were talking about uh, the issues that are facing us up in Raleigh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like yeah. one of our employees was talking with somebody from the Department of Revenue. Their call center generally has something like, and don't quote my figures because I don't remember figures very well. I can look them up and tell you, but I can't remember. But anyhow, they normally have something like 140 people in the Department of Revenue for the call center. Yes. They're down to 40 right now. Good Lord. That's less than a third. And then with the Department of Health and Human Services at one time, and I don't know what it is now, but I heard when the director for the state said that they were like 25% short on employees. Folks, we can't keep functioning like that. The way this state is growing, we have got to do something to get our folks back in there and retain them. Yeah. And it's really hard because the millennials, you know, they they will have so many different jobs during their lifetime, and that's just the, way, the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. But we've got to do something to keep people, you know, so that we can keep those jobs full because it's important. You hate, you hate people hate government and all this kind of stuff, but you sit down and you think about all the services that you use, either local or state during the day. Well, think about the roads you drive on. Yeah. Think about uh, your lights that are on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. You don't really realize. And I'm a libertarian. We've we've established that. Oh, and yeah. I, you know, uh, I think, I'm, I'm for the people. That's what I am. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. But uh, a lot of times I want to, like, take shot. Oh, the government. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. But you got to appreciate, too, what's going on. Real quick, i got to ask you this. Uh, we had a new sheriff come in. Uh, and 
I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on him. Uh, just assess the it just. And, and I, hear me clearly what I'm getting ready to say, Linda. I am not denigrating the previous administration oh, because no. it, it, it was what it was. He was good to me. Uh, he and Ryan and all that, Ryan Dawson. Yes. But I've got to say this, Linda. I have been duly impressed with this new sheriff and just the relationship that he has established with the city of Kinston and with the Kinston Police Department. And, and again, something that we've not seen in, a, in the time I've been here, it seemed to me maybe – and, again, I'm not denigrating uh, – uh, Sheriff Ingram, anybody or previous sheriffs, but it just, I have not seen the way that these two entities have come together to really help each other the way that it has been. Why haven't we done that before now? Well, let me first say, Please. unlike you, that um, uh, with Sheriff Ronnie Ingram and uh, Ryan Dawson, they did a phenomenal job. Yes, they did. They really did. Uh, I grew up with Ronnie, his mother, and my mother worked together in the school system, so uh, my hats are off for all that they did, and they laid a lot of groundwork for, you know, what's going on now. But different times call for different measures, and with all the things that we've got going on, I think I think it's happening in all different areas, not just law enforcement. But I think people are finding that when you come together and you work together, specifically if, if you're in a certain arena like Kinston and Lenore County or in Lenore County, and, you know, what happens with one affects the other one. And so I think the fact that these two gentlemen have sit down and talked with each other, <clears throat> excuse me, and said, you know, we can work together on this and I'll help you. It's just been phenomenal. I've been so excited about it. And another thing that I'm excited about, too, is the fact that we brought you back. Because, <laughs> no, I'm, I, yeah, okay. I, I'm just saying because um, – you know, people gripe about our crime and all this kind of stuff. But, like I said, I've been working out of town, and I watch TV at night, their local news and stuff. Folks, they got the same kind of problems we do. Yes, they do. Some some areas have learned, though, that when you've got a negative, you got to come back with a positive. And that's what's happening. That's why a lot of communities, you don't hear the negative as much because you're hearing the positive at the same time. And I feel like that's sort of what we're doing now because every time I turn around, it's where, you know, these two guys have worked together and, you know, we've arrested somebody. We've caught somebody that was on the run. We've solved this problem. And I think working together has helped that tremendously because we're all in the same ball game. We're all representing the same people. Yep. And anything that we can do, to, to make things better, you know, we need to do. That's why you see so much region, regionalism happening right now mm -hmm. is because uh, in the East, uh, we have a negative mark against us to start off with because you've got somewhere, and I'm not knocking them, it's just the nature of the beast, um, like um, Charlotte or Raleigh or whatever. Those one counties have more representatives than we've got in the whole East. And we've got to work together as a region to get the attention of the legislators and stuff. We are mighty blessed. We are finally uh, with Chris and, and Jim, um, Senator Perry and uh, Representative Humphrey, we're finally getting some monies that have made a tremendous difference. And, um, you know, you just got to work together. Everybody's got to get off of this turf thing. Yeah. Another perfect example. Or off of this D and R behind their names. Oh, yeah. 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 When I go in, in the commissioner's room, I never think about a DRR. I think yeah. about what's best for our county, what's best for our citizens. And as long as I feel like I voted for what was best for them, you know, I don't care what DRL, independent, whatever says. You know, that's my responsibility 
is to, you know, do what I feel like is in the best interest of the people. And that's what I'm going to do. Well, I got to tell you, I hate to say this, we've run out. Oh, your, no. your time that you have to go, you've got about 20 seconds now that you've got to uh, hit out. I want to tell you how much I appreciate you and your leadership of this county too. commission. And I mean that. We've got a a one Let of the most dynamic county commission boards that we've had in the time I've been we here. We have got an awesome team. I am so proud to be their leader, but it's not. Uh, it's all of us together. We are working together like we never had. There's so many things that are in the background that people don't know, and there's just so many exciting things that uh, can happen and are going to happen. Uh, of course, they don't happen as fast as I want them to, you know, because my patience is short sometimes. But we're getting there, and, you know, if people will just keep a positive attitude. And, you know, I'm not saying don't recognize the negative because it's there. But be a part of the solution. Don't be a part of the problem. Amen, Linda Ralph Sutton. And I'll tell you what, that kid you got in charge of the county, Michael James, I'm allowed to call him a kid. He's 20 years younger than me. Don't but, even go there. <laughs> <laughs> but he, what a great job he's doing. And he is recognized throughout the East, too. He, of, uh, uh, he is tremendous. In fact, you may remember I really had planned not to run that year. I had yeah. thrown my signs away, yep. closed my yep. account out, everything. <laughs> Told people I was not going to run. And uh, he... I was chair, and thank goodness for Craig Hill because he went ahead and, and finished up the search for me. But the day that he came and we sat down and we had a good talk and uh, talked about our past, what we grew up in, what our thoughts for the future were, these kinds of things, and just really talked about how we had to have a trust for each other if we were going to yeah. work together. And he got me excited. I mean, you know, I'd been going to the meetings, but it just didn't feel like, we were doing things. I can go to any meeting and sit there. I want to be accomplishing something yeah. or being a part of a small part of a team that's doing something. And if something comes up that, you know, we think about competing done, we talk about it, and we you know, may ask some of the board members, and if we think there's a chance that it can be done, we're going to go for it. If it's something that, you know, common sense tells you, well, this is just not the time and the place or we don't have the money, then we're going to set it aside. Yeah. But we have really been working. There have been a lot of things that have been accomplished and come off of my bucket list. And I'm just so excited because, you know, Michael's got the foresight. Yeah. I tell him he's a he has he's an <laughs> old man and a young soul. Yeah, but um, that's he, a very good way. No, sincerely, he's very mature for his age. Yeah, very. He really is. I wasn't that mature when I. Heck, I'm not that mature <laughs> now. Okay, Linda. Well, I wasn't going to say that. No. <laughs> there you go. Listen, Linda Rouse Sutton, chair. We're now three minutes over, that's so okay. we got to get you out of here. Thank you so much for joining Thank us this morning. It, it, it cannot be as long as, as it was. We need All to get right. you back in here in a couple of months, okay? All right, that'll be fine. Linda Rouse Sutton, chair of the uh, Lenore County Board of Commissioners. Thank you so much. Let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the show right after that. Today is Thursday, June the 15th in the year of award 2023. We're barreling towards our desk, gentlemen. Thank God. <laughs> John? Good morning, everybody. <laughs> there you go. Good morning, indeed. Yesterday, one of those rare days here on the birthday game where we ended it in a tie. Yes, yeah. your favorite. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy that. It's like kissing his cousin, which, <laughs> as we know, he's a big fan of. I, 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 I've got a kissing cousin story. You want to hear it? Oh, Brian. I didn't. Like, I don't know, know if they told lie. you, but radio means it goes out over the air and people can hear it. Oh, it's not just the three of us talking. Right. I was going to tell you about That's what all these wires and such are for. I was going to tell you about my cousins, Cassie and Marie. D okay. Come on, man. And, uh, He's Brian. also got a kissing brother. <laughs> kissing brother. 
Oh, All right, I'm, tell I'm, story. I'm a, Are you drawing the line? Well, I'm going to cut it. You can tell it if you want. <laughs> Save the time and not tell it. Oh, yeah, there you go. Anyway, just Kathy Marie, man. Uh, I'm going to cut it. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm not going to say anything else. I'll right. stop right there. It's the good, concerning right? part is it sounds like it's a fond memory for him. <laughs> it kind of was. Well, we were only like It doesn't sound like we're skipping it. <laughs> we were only like 11 or 12, you know? So, I mean, that, that's not that, that bad, right? Right, and on top of it too, they were step cousins. They we're, were not my, talking about it, remember? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were my stepmom's nieces. I'm gonna have so. to hit him. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you that. It's not as bad. It's still a little weird, though. It's still a little weird, but it wasn't as bad, though, right? It's horrible. Move it's on. Horrible. Okay. Anyway, hey, today's Thursday, June the fifteenth, in the year of the Lord, twenty twenty-three. John Dawson. It's like having a conversation with a glue board. It just <laughs> get loose. It's the Ides of June, and uh, well, let's see who won the last day since we tied yesterday. Dawson, you won on Tuesday, so that means you get to tell us about uh, GoEco Office Automation, our good friend Jacques Paslick, who I know is absolutely proud to be a sponsor of this segment. <laughs> Especially this morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Arkansas edition. But anyway, uh, Jacques Paslick runs GoEco Office Automation, and uh, you will never hear him tell untoward stories like Brian likes to tell because he's a classy businessman who's looking out for your future uh, by taking office automation and spreading it out amongst the county like... Uh, the little things that fly off dandelion spores. He's putting spores, yeah, spores of knowledge out to the people. I was thinking pollen, but okay. Well, no, spores is good. No, he's right. Now, you do know technically those are like little uh, flower. Okay. I mean, when you blow those off, they go everywhere, and then they create more dandelions, dude. Did you know that? <laughs> Why is he looking at me like that, Jonathan? Jonathan? I need some help over here. Like spores, John. Like spores. <laughs> like spores, indeed. <laughs> uh, so if we want to get hold of John, of uh, Jacques Pasolek, how do we do that, John Dawson? Don't talk to me, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it from you. <laughs> you down. 252-286-286-5353. Five four. Or you can visit his website at goecomc.com or what is goeco.com for more information. Now back I to you, Brian. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, hey, we've got some musical hints today. Uh, one. Hey, dude, we've only got two musical hints today. Oh, oh but we've Boston got some big beans. We've got some uh, massive ones coming up here in the future, though, kids. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Let me get this ready. I should have already had it ready. Overture, curtains, lights, <laughs> this is it, we'll hit the heights. And oh, what, what heights will hit. You don't sing, you look. Oh, okay, sorry. On with the show, this is it. It's all the time I can kill, Brian. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, uh, you're going to have to help me pick out a good song. It's a good rock band. Let's see. I'm tell gonna, me the band, I'll give you the song. Well, I'm going to do this first, and then you tell oh, me geez. if. Because uh, I don't think I did this one. Kansas. Song? Dust in the Wind. Album? Uh, left Overture, I don't know. No, uh, uh, not bad, though. Point of No Return. Point of No And tell them how <coughs> No is spelled. N-E-A-U-X. No. K-N-O-W. Point of No Return. This is Dust in the Wind, which if you ever saw... Uh, old School. Old School, you'll remember Will Ferrell singing this song. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're my boy, Blue! Yeah. We did it at the mm. Double high five. That was awesome. Uh, this is uh, D 
Dust in the Wind by Kansas. He was a longtime member of this band. It's Steve Walsh. Oh, yeah. Steve Walsh. Not the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, who later went on to play for the Kansas City uh, Chiefs. Remember Steve Walsh? I remember Steve Young and Joe Montana. Okay. And they had a coach named Bill Walsh. I remember Bill Walsh. I might have combined names there. Hold on. Let me look it up. I got it. It's just for my own edification here, guys. Uh, Google Steve. What have I told you about engaging in conversation? What? (laughs) You do it, too. He's a former player. I knew. Okay, I got the teams wrong, though. He played for the Dallas Cowboys, New Orleans Saints, Chicago Bears, St. Louis Rams, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Indianapolis Colts. So he played for all of those teams, and you still said, too, that he didn't play for. <laughs> Seems excessive. You sounded very much like John Dawson when you said that right there, dude. It felt Tell good. me that didn't sound very Dawson-ish right there. Well, you named every team in the league and somehow <laughs> missed it. And that he didn't play for Steve Walsh. That's right. There you go. Okay, uh, Steve Walsh, uh, I guess – do you want to go first, or should we let I him go Massey first? I think Massey should go first. We'll let Massey no, go no, no, first. No, 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 no. It's a carryover. I was able to do the read. He should there get There you go. go. <laughs> he did the read. You should go first. Steve Walsh of Kansas. Uh, skullduggery. <laughs> uh, 76. <clears throat> you say 76. What do you say, John Dawson? 75, Brian. He was born June the 15th in the year of our Lord. The same part. How old is the man? <laughs> We're talking about Steve Walsh, right? Yeah. Of Kansas? No, Blue. <laughs> Can you hear my boy, Blue? Oh, God. Uh, June 15th in the year of the Lord, 1951. So he's 72 today. Congratulations, John Dawson. You get the first one. Ah, we don't have another uh, musical hint until uh, a passed away person. <coughs> a rat. Uh, you want to listen to the rest of this? Yeah, just staring to the abyss as we're driving to work. <laughs> Everything is dust in the wind. Nothing said I'm I mean, I get upset like Kansas is <laughs> dust in the wind. <laughs> this is a depressing song. It is a depressing. That's song. what I was saying. Yeah. Well, he you didn't have to go to You didn't have to You didn't have to be so colorful. <laughs> oh, there'd be a lot of color. Oh, good Lord. Okay. I'm just going to chop the first five minutes of the show to save some time. <laughs> You're probably going to have to. Okay, uh, you lead one to nothing, John Dawson. It goes to you. She was Elaine in Airplane and Airplane 2. <laughs> I just love her. She, she was, was all, I can't too. remember her name, but she was hysterical and very pretty. Julie Haggerty. There you go. Julie Haggerty. I know you have. I don't even know. Have you ever seen I've Airplane and Airplane 2? But I cannot place her to save my life. She was uh, the, the female lead. She was the romantic. <laughs> I guess you could call it that, the romantic lead. And Okay. She's the girl the guy ended up with. Yeah, gotcha. And in Airplane 2, they go to the moon. I've never tried to go to Airplane 2. I thought it was a rare. Thank you. They're both funny. One of the rare sequels that is just about as good as the It's not as good as like Godfather 1 and 2, but the first one is like a 5, and the second one's like a 4, strong 4. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, Julie Haggerty over there, John Dawson. How old is she today? Sixty-eight. Congratulations, John. Where in the wide, wide world of sports would you guess 68, which she is? She was born June 15th, well, Airplane came out in, what, 1980? Something like that. I thought it was late 70s. I thought it was 78 or 79. No, but. Um, Here, I'll find out. 
When did uh, airplane uh, airplane the movie come? It's nineteen eighty, wasn't it? Just say nineteen eighty instead of moving furniture. Nineteen eighty. No. Did the pointing the pointing helps on radio. They don't know what you're oh, doing. But what what date in nineteen eighty? January first, nineteen eighty. So I mean it's nineteen eighty, but I mean just the d- if it had been a day earlier, it wouldn't have been 1980. But it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. You're right about that. Congratulations, dude. You not lead two to nothing, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. You also lead five days to four to one. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Jonathan Massey, are you ready? Yep. Uh, he's the younger, less talented brother of the great John Belushi. It's... <laughs> Jim. What? Jim Belushi. You say that every year, and I've always asked you, how is he less talented? <laughs> You've never been able to tell me. I don't think he was as talented. John Belushi was a genius. I mean, and was one of, you don't think so. Ah, you're shaking your head. Why? Well, he, I think he had good people writing for him. Mm-hmm. He never, like, created a story in his life. Okay. He got on stage and performed what other people wrote well. Okay. I just, I, the way you rave, you two rave about those original uh yeah, we're the only two. <laughs> I just I thought that you were a you know I'm a, a I am a Belushi fan, but the genius of that original cast was Dan Aykroyd. He could perform and write all of that stuff. Well, Jim Belushi, I just never I don't know. Maybe it's a me thing, but I just I never really. I kind of agree with you because okay, let's throw the whole writing stuff out the window. Do you think Jim Belushi could perform as well as John? I don't. I don't see a, a much difference to call one talented and one untalented. Well, no, I said less talented. Well, maybe. I said the younger, less talented brother of uh, the great. Put to you this way, Jim Belushi was in that god awful Twin Peaks thing from a year or two ago, and he was one of the few things that made you want to not shoot the television <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, uh, Jonathan Massey, guess what? It's my guy. It's your go, and it's Jim Belushi's birthday, so uh, you get to. He was definitely smart in his. Bro- he was able to not die at thirty-three. There you go. Did you know he was By on his Saturday Night Live? I don't remember. He was on Saturday Night Live for three seasons. Yeah, you met the, who was the football player? Was it Alex Karras that was on the show Webster? Yeah. yeah. They did a thing called the White Guy Rap, and they came out in like sweater vests and golf clubs and did a White Guy Rap. It was pretty funny. I remember that. Huh. Well, I did not know. He was on there for three seasons. That one, I mean, I'm reading over his little bio, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then three seasons of Saturday Night Live, I do not remember that. Yeah, he was right after Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I think he was there when Eddie Murphy went back and hosted. Nick Nolte was supposed to host for 48 hours and flaked out, so Eddie came back and stood in as a host, and I think Jim Belushi was in that cast. Well, there you go. Jim Belushi over there, Jonathan Massey. 68. You say 68. John Dawson. How old today is Jim Belushi? Mm-hmm. 67. Why would you say 67 when you know the obvious great answer would have been he was born June 15th, 1954, which means he's 69 years old. He's today. 69 years old today, John Dawson. See, you should have said that with your little head shake that you usually do and go, I don't want to say this, but he's 69. Then I would have, like, praised you, you know, uh, effortlessly. Endlessly? Endlessly, yes. That was the word that I was wanting to use. No, he just finds it effortless to praise you. Yeah. It is effortless. He wants to praise me like he should. <laughs> praise be unto thee. Anyway, so it's two to one now. Uh, Jonathan Parrott Dawson, you lead. And it goes back to you. She was... Lord, this is going to be an easy one. She was Monica Geller on Friends for 10 seasons. It's the ever-lovely 
Was that Courtney Cox? Courtney Cox. Probably. Well, no, I guess I liked Rachel best. I liked uh, Jennifer Anderson best, but uh, Courtney Cox and Monica would have been my second favorite of the three. Who, who was your favorite? You don't. You're not a big Friends guy, though. I don't hate it. I just. I didn't. It, to me, it was Seinfeld liked. It was okay. I didn't. I, I don't dislike it. Yeah. You know, uh, until this past week. Oh my God! I've got to tell you all this. Have you ever watched uh, Better Call Saul? No. But you did watch Breaking Bad. I got about five episodes in and couldn't keep going. Of uh, Breaking Bad, yeah. you didn't watch all of Breaking Bad. I just it I, it it's never. Dark. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably go back one day and try to continue it, but it just didn't nothing. You, how it long didn't has it like. been since you started the first five? Last year. Oh, okay. So relatively recently. What about you? You yeah. ever watched Breaking Bad? Did you watch Better I Call Saul? No, I didn't. Linda and I started. We we. Uh, looking for some series to watch this summer, and uh, I talked about this a couple of days ago on the show, so I'm not going to beat with Richard Clark and I talked about it. Dude, we started, today is Thursday, June the 15th. We started Better Call Saul a week ago Tuesday, mm-hmm. okay? We're already in episode three of season four. That's too much. It, go ahead, say what you're going to say. Seems excessive. It is excessive, but OM. G, it is so good. I've seen there. bits and pieces because my buddy Prozac really loves that show, so he's he has shown me different scenes. Well, you like the, the lead actor, um, oh Bob Odenkirk. Oh Bob Odenkirk, he was on the uh, Mr. Show with yeah. uh, David Cross, and he was on Everybody Loves Raymond, and he wrote on SNL. He wrote the Chippendale sketch that Chris Farley. I'm not sure I knew. Yeah. I knew he was on SNL. I didn't know he was that proficient. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he part of Conan's little group too for a little? Didn't he write for Conan O'Brien also? I think they have. I'm not sure. Well, I'm telling you guys, <laughs> I got to admit this, though, and I didn't even say this with Richard the other day. Uh, so we're watching Better Call Saul. So good. It is so, so good. And I had remembered I had started it like five years ago, mm-hmm. okay? And I thought I got through like the first season. Turns out uh, I had watched the first three seasons of it and mm. just didn't remember it, man. I mean, I'm 54 now, John and Jonathan, and... It is sad the stuff I remember or that I that I forget. I watched the first three seasons of Better Call Saul and didn't remember it until I would be like ten minutes into each episode and be like, wait a minute, I know what's getting ready to happen because I've seen this before. Now I didn't watch any in season four, so I'm thinking maybe I was watching them first run. I can't even tell you. how dude, is that not sad that I can't remember a series that I I, was, I knew I'd watch the first mm. season of it, but I couldn't remember that I'd watch the first three seasons of it. <laughs> What does that say about me, guys? Mm, uh, I teed that one up for you. Go ahead. You got anything? I'm, well, I've got an old reliable. You got yeah, anything new? I was thinking that, too. I was thinking Peel Caddy. <laughs> yeah, that's <one. laughs> okay. Or uh, Paul Paul forgot his pills. Oh, yeah, Paul yeah. Paul needs his pills. Yeah, that's Paul one. Paul does. Well, the wife and I have gone back and, and uh, we obtained a uh, – since, since you can't stream it anywhere because it's held up in some legal thing, We've been watching the show Ed again, and we're lucky if we get. Did you just finish watching that like six months ago again? Started. Oh, we started six months ago, and we're in the middle of season two. We get maybe one or two in a week, maybe. We get like five episodes in a night. Can't hide money. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? What does that have to do with money? Anyway, back to friends. Before that, before we started doing that nine days ago, we uh, we watched probably three or four episodes of friends a day and we do listen today is courtney cox's birthday she is 59 
It's also uh, Waylon Jennings, who passed away in 2002. Today is his birthday. He would be 86. Dawson wins today 3-2. to two. He leads six days to 4-1. to one. So there you go. Listen, thank you again so much to my guests today, uh, Sugar Shane Albee in our first hour. And then, man, what a fun second hour. Linda Rouse Sutton and Rob Bazell. Tomorrow we're going to have Paul Whittington on in our first hour. We've got a surprise guest in hour two. You'll understand tomorrow why I can't announce who it is until uh, tomorrow morning. You'll get a kick out of that. Listen, have a great, great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday, or on the birthday game, on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.